It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is, is the Go Birds Podcast. Podcast presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you. Elliot live from Indianapolis. What up, buddy? How's the combine treating you? So I'm pretty sure I could be wrong about this, but I think the last time I was in Indy was both the beginning of the pandemic and actually it was the year before they signed Bryce Harper. But big stuff happens when I'm in Indy. So no, no big news quite yet, but very uh I have memories of being in Indy where Bryce Harper got signed in the last year, obviously. The uh, the pandemic was like kind of just getting on its way. I would so, say that's big news. The pandemic, yeah, yeah. At the time, it didn't feel like big news. <laughs> but <laughs> that was when we're like, ah, nothing. Don't worry about it. Like, whoops. yeah. But it is a uh, it is funny being back. Like, um, just the vibe of it. Like having everyone in the league in one spot. Like the whole going out at night thing. I have some big picture combine takes that we'll save for the end of the pod. These are not what people care about right now. Whether you know Howie and Nick talks. They're yeah, there, I, I have some combine. Talks. There's a new rocks paper scissor. Howie yeah. and Nick spoke. We got uh, again what we've been doing for like the last. Everyone knows this because you know if you're listening to the pod, you probably listened to the last few. And if you didn't, I'll let you know what you missed. Nothing. We've been trying to figure out something to talk about. We've been talking about like for the yes. first time ever. It's like it's kind of boring. Nice to have some stuff to talk about, pal. I feel like it's been a while. Yes, for sure. Lots of tea re- tea leaves to read. Uh, lots of like little. I hate. I hate using this word, but you know, little nuggets from the combine. <laughs> from the combine. So, um, I'm yeah, a big so fan of when people say I hate to do something and then do it. I I, I enjoy yeah. that. Yeah, that's good. Well, you know, I hate. I hate like. Uh, it's definitely silly season in the way that and you won't find this from me on my Twitter, but like lots of people like, you know, the buzz around, you know, blah, 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 or like the feel it. It's like, bro, you either have something or you don't, you know, like, so we'll, we'll get into some stuff. Love it. Love it. All right, let's dive in. I think, uh, I think we start with Howie and Nick talking today and then we'll get to the, the rest of the combine stuff, the mini hoop and all that as Nick talked about the mini hoop. Um, but let, let's start with Howie. Cause I think, you know, I think we all agree that at this time of year with the combine coming up with free agency coming, I mean, with the combine here with free agency uh, uh, 
two weeks, less than two weeks away, or exactly two weeks away. Yeah. Uh, and then the draft after that, like, you know, let's do, well, I'll do what you just did. I hate to say it, but it's Howie season, hopefully, right? It is. <laughs> that's, that's when this stuff happens. Um, so let's talk about Howie first. Um, initial impressions, uh, and then we'll get into some specifics, but what were your initial impressions of what Howie had to say today? So as we've said on the pod before, we even, you know, titled a pod after this, like Howie is a master at press conferences. Like it's, it's one of his great strengths. And I will say having watched like people from around the league talk, the Eagles represent themselves way better than a lot of these other teams. Like you look how the Colts are handling things. Like just every team that I've kind of been around, I, I, they do not handle themselves as well as Howie. So to Howie's credit, like he gets up there and he says what he wants to say. The question is, how much do we believe, right? So he uh, he says that Jalen's still the guy after a month of evaluation since the end of the season. They're still confident in Jalen. He backed that up when he was asked later about Deshaun Watson. He answered it by saying, well, we have Jalen Hurts. Um, so I think from a quarterback perspective, which is, of course, the biggest kind of question with this team right now, I think that the message was kind of the same. I mean, if you're in, in if you're a GM in Indianapolis and you're watching that, like, you might believe it or not, but the clear message is we are happy with Jalen Hurts. And I think from a, in a couple of reasons, that's, that's good, good business, right? Like one, even if he's not the guy, it doesn't hurt to say that he is the guy, as we're seeing with the way the Colts are handling the Carson situation. The worst way to do it is to kind of be like publicly talk about the pros and cons of keeping them into the entire world. Um, and if they trade them or they trade for a guy, it doesn't really matter. But I do think like my Elliot read on it is they are going to have Jalen Hurts be the starter unless they can get Russell Wilson. But I don't think Russell Wilson's getting traded. So it really comes down to if they like a quarterback in the draft or not. But I, I think as of now, like my takeaway from the Howie quarterback answer is, yeah, Jalen's our guy, like because he's our guy. Now, is he going to definitely be the guy week one? I still don't think you can say that. But having talked to Howie, like I do think my, my percentage of Jalen is the guy in week one is higher than it was before. Yeah, look, and, and shout out to our, our big J guy asking the, the mm. big questions today. Who's asking the Jalen Hurts question? Especially, like, the first question is about linebackers. It's like, what are we doing here? I mean, what is yeah. happening? I don't even know who asked it. No offense, but, like, ask about Jalen Hurts, please. And you did, Elliot. Thank you for that. Um, look, I'm with you. Uh, and I, I felt that way after the last time he spoke. That was... That was my read. If you remember, if you go back to the pod we did after, you know, right after the season when he was asked about Hertz, my read on how they answered the Hertz questions was, I think they know that they're not going to be able to get someone else and they're committing to Jalen. You know, that they are saying, all right, I know I'm not getting Deshaun Watson. I'm not getting Russell Wilson. I'm not getting Aaron Rodgers. Whatever. Like, let's commit to Jalen because he's going to be the guy and I don't know whether they want him or not. I think they want him to a point. I think they're happy to a point, whatever. But I, I think that I, I always thought that that the the way they've handled these questions has made it seem looking again. We know. It happens all the time. Where again, we saw Steve Nash just do it in the NBA where he's like James Harden isn't getting traded and three days later he's traded. Like we know right. not to believe what these guys say, but it's the way they say it, to Elliot's point, the the tea leave reading that we do. That I do think is important, and the 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 message first of all has been incredibly consistent and very strong. Jalen's our guy. We believe in Jalen. We're going to build around him. And I think it's really interesting too when you hear Nick talk and talk about Jalen and and the the combined uh, like message coming from the team 
just feels like Jalen Hurts is going to be their quarterback. It doesn't feel like the way they talk about it, the way they talk about him and how they believe he's going to get better and you know how they need to put better pieces around him and all that. It just doesn't sound to me like like BS, you know? It doesn't sound to me like we're just saying this cuz this is what we're supposed to say and anything can happen. I feel Look, your point is right. Like, you never know. In a, in a week, Russell Wilson could say, screw this. I really want out, and I'll go wherever, you know, makes the most sense for, for you guys and me, and, and that ends up being the Eagles. But, like, I don't know. I just don't see it. I, I feel like I'm, like, 90-plus percent sure that Jalen Hurts is going to be the starting quarterback next season. So I have an analogy, and you can tell me if at the end you think it's a good analogy or a bad analogy. So I'm watching a show on Netflix with Kristen called Love is Blind. And the whole premise of the show is you. Of course you are, you ask, by the way. Yeah, this is, this is a very Elliot so, type of show. I've yeah, never so seen it, they, but I know the concept. Right. They put people in pods and you talk to them through a wall without seeing them. And at the end, you decide whether or not you want to marry them. Right. So obviously <laughs> a show very much built on love. Right. Uh, sure. Let's so, say built on love. Yes. In the, in the show. <laughs> built on show, absurdity right? and love. Yes. There's a guy that is going to ask one girl to marry him, but then finds out she's already married, and so he asks somebody else. Whoa, to marry whoa, whoa, him, whoa, right? whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on, hold on. If the whole premise of the show is you're asking the person to marry them, but they let people who are already married on the show. No, no, no. Someone else in the show had asked that person to oh. marry them. So there's like 20 guys and 20 girls, right? So basically. This guy was going to ask his first choice to marry him. She was already taken, so he went to choice number two. He already lost out to guy number five or whatever is the point. Exactly. Correct. Yes. Oh, man. So that's his second choice? It's his second choice. For marriage. For marriage. (laughs) What a show. What a show. I'm I'm watching it, and I'm like, can you imagine being that girl and then finding out when you watch the show? Exactly. That's the point. You watch the show, you're like, wait a minute here. Like, what are we doing? Here's the analogy in the tide of the Eagles. I don't think this, that situation, like, I don't think it's disrespectful to the Eagles to look at Russell Wilson, but stay with Jalen Hurts, right? Like, this is not a real life marriage commitment thing. The Eagles' responsibility is to get the best quarterback they can on the roster. I believe the Eagles think that Russell Wilson is better than Jalen Hurts. That's not a hot take. That's not a controversial opinion for them, right? I think that if given the choice, they would probably make the move for Russell Wilson. But if that's not available, they're going to go to the second option. And I believe their second option is Jalen Hurts. So unlike in the show where, like, look, if you either know you want to marry the person or not, like, I don't think it's disrespectful to Jalen to look around but say, look, like, we're going to look to upgrade the position, but we like you a lot. And in reality, there's not a lot of people we would upgrade that we believe is an upgrade over you. So – that's where I think the Eagles are at. And now, now, what do you think of the analogy? I think it's a great analogy, and I 100% agree with you. The idea that that they owe anything to Jalen Hurts is absurdity. It's ridiculous. I like Jalen. I want good things for him. He seems like a great guy. I like the way he goes about his business and stuff. But I, like I hope the Philadelphia Eagles, want to win games first and foremost. That has to come above all. Your goal, your job is to win games and you have to put people on the field to give you the best chance to do that. Like, it, it has nothing else to do with anything but that. And I, I, I to your point, like, I, this is a business. I think Jalen, of anyone right. gets that. Like, he always talks about it. He understands. It's a business. So, like, And he's been the victim of that. Yes, and it, it is what it is. Yeah. So, like, of course, I think the Eagles would be, it would be malpractice to not look at other options, to not at least see what's yes. out there. Like, you're going to tell me if all of a sudden 
Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid hated each other, and Patrick Mahomes said, trade me. The Eagles shouldn't look at Patrick Mahomes? Like, is that what you're going to tell me? Like, this is ridiculous. Like, this whole idea that they they got Jalen, don't do anything ever. Like, that's crazy town. Like, you sound silly when you say that kind of stuff. Now, when you look at the situation they're in and all that, and you say, oh, I think Jalen probably is the most realistic best option. Yeah, I'm with you. I agree. That's where I'm at, too. But I'm very with you. This whole idea that it's... You know, the Eagles are doing something wrong by by not just fully committing to Jalen no matter what is silly in my mind. Well, and so the other thing, though, is, and I'm going to do the thing that I said I hated, but, like, I've not talked to one person here in Indianapolis that believes Russell Wilson is going to be traded. So it might not even be a realistic option. Now, I think it probably isn't. I think it probably isn't. That was my thought from the beginning. I think they knew the market, and they knew that they weren't trading for anyone, and they said, we're committing to Jalen fully because of this. So I would bet my life that in week one of the Eagles season, barring injury, right, I would bet my life that the starter is either Jalen Hurts, Deshaun Watson, or a rookie quarterback. Like, I think that's what we're looking at. It's not going to be Aaron Rodgers. It's not going to be Kyler Murray. It's not going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. It's not going to be Kirk Cousins. It is going to be Jalen Hurts, Deshaun Watson, or a rookie quarterback. Now the question becomes, and this was like the takeaway kind of from like how we talking at the podium but then also we talked to Dave Spadaro on an Eagles pod and he talked a lot about how they don't view it as a five-year window and you have to take risks in you know, this business to get great. It's like what becomes available to them. Like that's kind of what it is. So like we can sit here and tea leave and read what they want to do. I don't even think they know for sure. Like, cause they don't know if Deshaun Watson is going to be available. They don't know, you know, what quarterback is going to be available at 15. They don't even know how they feel about these guys yet. But I think we can like cross Russell Wilson you know, not in pen because things could change, but like cross him off in pencil. Like, I don't think it's going to be Russell Wilson. Yeah. I, I look, I, I'm not out there. I'm not hearing the buzz and all that, but I certainly wouldn't be surprised at all if Russell Wilson gets traded. And the thing that we don't talk or doesn't get traded, excuse me. And the thing that we don't talk about enough too, with, with, you know, if he does get traded, we're all like, Oh, the Eagles. Like, what about the five other teams, the eight other teams that would be in on Russell Wilson as well. I know well, he doesn't have a lot like, of draft capital, but Russell Wilson can choose where he goes. He gets to pick. So ultimately, you're competing with other teams for that. Like, yes, you might have the most draft capital, but if he did get traded, they're going to send him somewhere he wants to go. I think he might have a no-trade clause, but I'm not 100% sure. I'm pretty sure he does. But I think he does, yeah. Yeah, remember last year he did the list of teams. Want, yeah. The Eagles weren't on that team, like, that list. So, like, like we get very, you know, uh, um, ego egocentric in a way, talking about the Eagles, thinking about the Eagles. But if, and again, he probably won't get traded. But if he did, there are still a bunch of other teams who could be in on it, who Russell Wilson could want to go to more. Yes. Yeah. I and now I we've had this discussion on where the Eagles would be on his list, and I think they are an attractive destination. I don't think you believe they're an unattractive destination, but you know, I, I do think like if if Russell Wilson decides and the Seahawks decide we are not going to be together next year. I think the Eagles are very high on the list of places he would end up, but I don't believe they're going to end up that way. Like, I, I just don't think so. Also keep in mind, like the Seahawks were bad last year and it's tough to be bad two years in a row in the NFL, right? Like if you're John Schneider, if you're Pete Carroll, like trading, Ro- trading Russell Wilson doesn't help you get better next year. So I, I yeah, I, I think Russell Wilson, uh, like I said, I, I don't view him as like a realistic option for the Eagles anymore. Yeah, and again, I, I feel over 90% confidence Jalen Hurts will be the starter. Like, I, I feel I will be really surprised if it's not Jalen Hurts I would at put this it, point. I would put it at 70%. Okay, so I'm a little more there than you are. All right, um, we'll get to what Nick had to say in a, in a couple minutes. What else from Howie stood out to you? Were there any other interesting kind of, uh, oh, I almost did it, nuggets? Any other kind of interesting things that stood out to you from, from what Howie had to say? 
Well, he said that he didn't feel he needed to make all three first-round picks, which, again, is how he kind of letting the league know what he wants him to hear, which is that he's willing to make a trade, he's open for business, and he's right. Like, they don't need to make all three first-round picks, but I, I'm starting to think they will. Like, I, I think that when, when, when you look at this draft, it's the strong. So when you look at this draft, it's the strongest at pass rush. Like, I don't think that's really much of a debate. Like there's some good corners and secondary guys at the top offensive line. The first pick might be an offensive tackle, but I still think the majority of the players in the top 12 picks, 13 picks will end up being defensive linemen. So I, I think that at 15, 16 and 19, like you could have guys fall to you there. Jermaine Johnson falls to you from Florida state. If uh, I'm going to mispronounce his, these two guys' names, I'm going to feel bad about it, but the pass rusher, from Michigan and the pass rusher from uh, Purdue are two guys. The guy from Michigan, I have it written down right Say the here. name. Come on. All right, David David Ojabo. I think Ajoba? it's Oja- Ojabo, but either way, it's pretty close. Ojabo. All right, from Michigan. And then George Kalaftis. Is that right? No idea. I mean, I know the okay. guy's name, but I've never said it. I think it's, it's, I think it's Kal- Kalifitis or Kalifitis or something. I don't know. Anyway. Something like that. So I think those two guys are potential options, but- I, I'm not as convinced they're going to trade like for a future pick as I was before. I think if the Eagles make a trade, it'll be a trade up. And I don't think I think if they don't trade up, I think they'll make all three picks. Wow. Uh, so I I don't think they will make all three picks. I think they could make all three picks. But I think the thing that we haven't talked about enough, and you've mentioned it with like Calvin Ridley as a potential and all that. Like I wouldn't be shocked to see them trade a pick for a player. Like I wouldn't be shut outside of a yeah. quarterback. You know, like we all we don't talk a, a lot about the Jason Peters type of trade, but like. You think about that trade, the Eagles made that trade, and it was a brilliant trade, giving him first-round pick for Jason Peters. That worked out, you know? Um, and if they are, they keep harping on putting good players around Jalen, building up the roster and stuff. And, and obviously, you could do that through the draft, but how he also knows, he talked about the hit rate. You know, he's like, even if you're in the top 10, it's not a, you know, 100%, this and that, and so on and so forth. So I wouldn't be shocked if they use one of those picks to upgrade the roster in another way. And I also still wouldn't be shocked with what I initially thought would be the plan which is trade one of those first for draft capital next year keep your options open you know optionality as you know sam Hink used to say i i don't think they're gonna do that i mean that's my opinion but i mean why not though because i think that they're gonna i think for a couple reasons a i don't think that they view this as like as maybe as long of a rebuild like how he said on that pod he doesn't use as a four or five year thing now the logic to trade into next year is pretty much strictly just for a quarterback, right? Yeah. To protect well, you yourself. don't know if Jalen Hurts is right. the guy or not. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So that would be the logic behind it. I'm not saying it's illogical. I'm just saying I, I would think they wouldn't do it. And the, again, for the reasons you said, one, I think there's options to trade for players. But two, like we talk so much about the quarterback in this city and understandably so. It's the most important position on the most important team that the organization values the most. So it makes the most sense to talk about. But like, pass rush is right under there like you know it's under there but it, it's not like four or five slots down like the eagles value pass rush and offensive line almost almost as much as they value quarterback and this is a an extremely va- extremely deep uh draft at, at pass rusher especially in the top half of the first round and b they desperately need to address their pass rush like we we debate so much about jonathan gannon the defense and all that but one thing that's not up for debate that we both agree with is that the pass rush was really bad last year. And moving into next year, I don't think there's any reason to feel better about it. Like maybe Milton Williams is is better in his second year. Maybe Brandon Graham, like at fifty percent. Yeah, or I don't. Whatever. I don't. Yeah, at thirty four years old. Right, I but don't, there, yeah. but there's nothing there. So I think if you're the Eagles, like, and you have fifteen, sixteen, and nineteen, I think 
you're much better suited moving up for like a Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon, who I think could be available like seven, eight, nine, or even if it's moving, you know, packaging a fifth round pick or whatever to go from like 15 to 13 to get Trayvon Walker. Like, I think you're going to see them really, really focus on rebuilding the pass rush. And that can happen in free agency too. But I think in the draft, it, they're uniquely set up to do that with these three first-round picks. Yeah, look, I, I love that. Get edge rushers. I think it's the single biggest need on the team. So I'm I'm with that idea. Again, I just I, I, I'm not ready to say I'm I think they'll make three first round picks. They might. They might, but I wouldn't be shocked if they trade it for a player or trade back and try and get and again, look, it's all dependent, right? Like if they're sitting at, at they've made the fifteen and sixteen pick and they got two edge rushers they love and they're at nineteen and someone wants to give them a first next year to move up from the end of the first round or something, like it could be too good an offer to pass up. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, that's just good business. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So I think it's all dependent upon how it kind of shakes out. But I, I think it's fascinating and I do think that you know the uh, look with the 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 not fun part that we didn't really talk about with the whole like Russell Wilson or this or that is like it's exciting to go into this draft with three picks in the first round like we've never had For that sure. as Eagles fans like this should be a really freaking exciting draft night with all kinds of possibilities um so uh, you know it seems like we're going to preserve that and have a chance at that and that's exciting um all right other stuff from Howie uh he did talk about the edge rushers the Andre Dillard thing I thought was pretty interesting do you think they're going to trade Andre Dillard this offseason I mean, I hate giving this answer. Like, I really do. But I just think it depends what they can get for him. Like, you know, it's kind of like what you said with if they were sitting there at 19 and they get an offer of a first-round pick next year, like, that's just good business. Like, they would do that. So I don't think they're looking to trade Andre Dillard. Like, I don't think they're done with him or anything like that. Like, I think they view him as a quality backup. And to be honest, like, he is a quality backup, right? Like, we can all agree he he is not living up to the potential of a first-round pick. And he's definitely not. I shouldn't say definitely, but he is more than likely not a starting caliber left tackle. But as a backup, like he's a pretty good backup. And we've seen in Philadelphia how much they need backup offensive linemen. So if somebody offers them a second or a third round pick, I think they'd strongly consider it. But I don't think they're going to move Andre Dillard for like a fifth or a sixth. I mean, maybe if another player, like honestly, maybe Calvin Ridley. Like I don't know much about uh, Atlanta's offensive line, but. Like maybe there, there's that type of trade, like Dillard and a, and a fourth, for yeah, Calvin a second, Ridley. or probably have to give yeah. up a little more. But something I get your point. That's interesting. Um, all right, before we get to Nick, anything else from Howie that stood out to you? Um, not really. I feel like we kind of touched on it. What, anything else from you that you thought stood no, out? No, I thought the Miles Sanders answer was interesting. You know, kind of pumping Miles up. I, you know, you know how I feel. I don't think Miles Sanders is is long for the Eagles unless he's willing to take a a big time discount um type contract which obviously you know I don't I don't know why he would do that this offseason I think it's just kind of kind of play the string out but I thought it was interesting they had glowing things to say about Miles um outside of that I think we kind of covered the the main portion of the importance of I, mean, I, I will say I think how he I think how he very cleverly in this situation um knowing that you know unlike a press conference you know at at Novacare or whatever where you know theoretically at any point Bob Lang can say, all right, two more questions or whatever. But, you know, they're, right. they're more freeform or whatever. In this case, where Howie knew he had 15 minutes at the podium, a very set type of thing, I thought he talked a lot. I, I thought it was very – we talk about how great he is at these press conferences. I think he gave longer, more detailed answers than he needed to to take up time. And I thought that was really smart of him. Well, he also did the thing where uh, he's like, all right, he's like, I'm going to go left to right. And he's like yep. picking and choosing. Like yep. he was in complete. Look, he, he's, he's the like, Neo press and, and him kind of push him a claim away and be like, Jeff, I'll get to you. All right, pal. I thought exactly. That was, yeah. Now, the one like, thing I will, 
one thing happened to be all the way to the right. Yeah. It was pretty funny. The the one thing I will say a little concerning to me is is little jokey. You know, getting that like you know I never. Uh, he was yeah yeah. yeah it's like we know out. how he gets on his high horse a little bit, then he gets all jokey guy. Like chill out a little bit. For sure. Yep, a hundred percent. We're not I think there yet. Okay. Like I I don't think it comes from a mean like a no, mean place, no, but no. it's just it's it's not it's not how he strength. And, you know, for and, someone and, that's so and good at press like said. It. And the fans don't like it. I mean, very clearly exactly. it bothers people. So, like, you know, just be a little careful. I will say quickly before we move on from Howie, just because you mentioned it, I did really like what, and I know it's, you know, the team website and all that and take it for what it's worth, but I did really like that interview he did with Spuds on the website. And I did think that the point you mentioned about him talking about, you know, not wanting to be mediocre. I thought that was important. You know, I thought that, that was, was my a, biggest takeaway. Right. My biggest. Takeaway yeah. For those that, who yeah. didn't see it, I, I, break it down. So I hope we're talking about the same thing now. Yeah, but he basically, gave, <laughs> he basically gave an answer. I forget what the question was, but his thing was kind of like, look, like you either, you either go big to one side or go big to another. Like, and he didn't say the process, but it, he was kind of like that. He was like, look, like there's no point in being in the middle. Like they, they don't want to go nine and eight every year. They don't want to go you know, used to be eight and eight. And I think that the, his whole thing was like, you got to take big swings. And when you take big swings, they either make or they either hit or they don't. And when they miss, like, you know, like Jalen is not a big swing, but when there's bad misses, it looked bad. But when you hit, like, that's how you end up as a number one seed, right? Like they took a big swing up for Carson Wentz and that worked out. It got them the number one seed the following year, obviously helped to win the Super Bowl. And what he also said, and this is, I believe it was in the same answer. If not, it was close after, is just that they don't view it as a long rebuild. And I think, how he views this offseason is he's going to be aggressive to try to make the team as good as he can for next year. That doesn't mean he's going to be reckless with the future picks, but like he does not view this as like a, you know, draft a linebacker in the first round. So in two years, the defense is really good. Like he might take a linebacker, but if he takes somebody in the first round or trades for somebody, I think he expects immediate results from them. So I, I agree with you. Like, I like that mentality, like take big swings. And if they hit, then you can be special, but it's better to try to be special than to just be okay with mediocrity. Exactly. Especially coming off a nine and eight year where you made it back to the playoffs after the worst year you've had in a long time. Like you could very easily be like really happy with our progress. You know, this was a great building block. He wasn't like that. He was like, no, no, no. Like we need to be better. We need to win a lot of games. Like nine and eight ain't going to cut it. I appreciate that mentality. And, and we'll see, like, it's easier to say it than, of you know, course. You, like, we're, of right? Course. But, yes. like, for all the things that we joke about, how good Howie is at keeping his job, that that mentality a great point. is not one that keeps keeps your job it's a great for what point. it's worth. It's a great now, point. Now, he has to go out and do it, but if he actually does take big swings, like, that is a risky style of managing. Yeah. No, I, I that really, uh, I really appreciate that. All right, I want to get to Nick in a sec. Uh, quickly, let me remind you, we have been, I mean, especially with a, the home debut tonight of one Mr. James Harden in Philadelphia. Um, been on basketball with us on the Park Sportsbook app. We've been having so much fun. And let me tell you, to Elliot's point he made the last pod, the James Harden number's still too low. Bet on still James Harden. Still yeah. too low. Like, bet on the Honestly, over on points. Honestly, he gets hurt, knock on wood, he's hitting the over of He's hitting all the overs. Tonight. I agree. Now, I agree. Bet on them with the Park Sportsbook app. We can download it right now and bet on these games tonight. Now, painful for me, I have to be honest, being in Indianapolis, I cannot oh, use the Park Sportsbook Oh, no, Casino that is tough. I mean, it, I we always and say I, at the I end, debated, you have to be in Pennsylvania, so it is part of yes. the, the deal. Right, but I debated, like, messaging, like, having you or uh, Jack, like, place a bet for me, but <laughs> it's not the same. 
I'm just going to root for whatever your bets are tonight. I love Look at that. Same team, buddy. I love it. Yeah. And, that, but, and that's the thing. Is, look, we all love watching the Sixers, and now it's, like, super fun to watch the Sixers. You know yeah. what makes it just a little bit more fun? Throwing a few bucks on the game. It's just a fact. It just makes it slightly more fun. It and really the, is just a fact. It's the only way to put it. It's factual. Just I'm just stating yeah. facts here. And, of course, if you're like me, you know, you know, watching, uh, you know, Atlanta and Boston last night. It's way more fun when you bet on it. It's not just a little bit more fun. It's way more fun. And when both Jason Tatum and Trey Young go over 30 and you bet on those things, like, that's fun. It's exciting. It makes your night. So download the Park Sportsbook app now. And here's the deal. If you sign up now, you get your first bet risk-free up to $500. I don't know. Maybe bet it on James Harden tonight because that's a winner. $500 risk-free Bet, just download the app and use our promo code GOBIRDS, that's G-O-B-I-R-D-S, to get your risk-free bet. And and don't forget, too, uh, the new uh, park Parks Race and Sportsbook is located right inside the new Chickies and Pete Sports Bar and Crab House in Malvern, PA. You can play there and get paid there. So you can go, eat some food, hang out, watch some games, and make some bets. I mean, let's go, right? This is a winning thing. Download the app. Let's all have some fun together. The Park Sportsbook app. Of course, you must be 21 and present in Pennsylvania. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Uh, Nick. Nick spoke after Howie. I think, obviously, we're all kind of really dissecting what Howie has to say. Less so with Nick, but I still think some interesting stuff. For me, I'll start with the Nick thing, and then we'll, we'll get into the mini hoop at the end of this. But I did think that— Obviously. Obvi- I mean, how could we not? Right. I mean, we have to. We don't have a choice. Yes. Um I did think that Nick, Nick coming after Howie like that and the hurt stuff Howie had to say, like, for the the reason I'm over 90 is as much because of the Nick follow up to Howie as Howie, because the way Nick talks about hurts and what he likes about him and what he thinks can get better and the detail that he gives and how he's going to get better and what they're going to do to help him get better and all that, like, it just sounds all too involved for someone that's not going to be the quarterback next year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it really, Nick gave really involved answers about Hurts, about what they're going to do with him and all that type of stuff. Did you kind of have the same impression? Yeah, so ultimately I think Howie's going to make the decision at quarterback. But in terms of, like, Nick and Jalen, I think sometimes we underrate how similar they are in a lot of ways and how they really did, I think, form, like, a strong bond last year. Um, you think they, I mean, you figure they both went into last year kind of the whole league like mocking them more so Nick yeah, and Jalen yeah, but for sure. yeah but like in terms of the league expecting them to be terrible and we all saw the season we know like Jalen didn't throw for 5,000 yards but like together the head coach quarterback duo brought the team to the playoffs so I do think there is a strong bond there um, which can't be understated when talking about what they do at the position um, the other thing is I thought it was very interesting where Nick listed like what he wants in a quarterback and for as much as we've spent time talking about, like, you got to find a Patrick Mahomes, like J- Josh Allen, Justin Herbert type arm. And like Malik Willis has such a strong arm. So like, you know, maybe they should consider him. He listed arm strength as fourth. And he said Jalen's arm is pretty much not a problem at all. I mean, off the top of my head, I think he listed like accuracy, decision making. And then I think the third one was uh, an ability to make to extend plays, if I'm not mistaken. So I, I do think like maybe we're making too much of Jalen's arm. But yeah, Nick came across like a head coach that uh, that is can, that seems if content maybe isn't the right word like fine and slash excited with Jalen as his guy next year. Yeah, I, I actually think like uh, look, I I agree with him. I think we've always kind of at least you and I have have 
we know that the ball doesn't explode out of Hertz's hand the way it does a Josh Allen or whatever, but like I've never felt like his arm strength is an issue. It's always been about where he's throwing the ball and when he's throwing the ball there, right? And, well, and getting it there accurately. Like- yeah, I agree with that, but I also think we can both agree that the ball does not pop off. No, that's what hand. I said. It doesn't, yeah. but it, like the ball didn't pop out of Drew Brees' hand. I mean, there have been a bunch of quarterbacks where the ball doesn't necessarily pop out of their hand, but if you put it in the right spot at the right time, that's what matters the most. It matters way more. Yes. So, And I think that's smart of Nick to, to kind of decipher. Obviously, I mean, it's not that hard to figure out, but I'm happy that that's the kind of stuff they're working on. And I, I do think that – I think his arm's good enough is the point. Like, I think you can be – a high-level quarterback in the NFL with the arm strength that Jalen Hurts has if you're a really really good, quick decision-maker and if you throw the ball accurately. Like, that's why I think those two things are the most important to him taking the next step. And and so I agree with that. And what they'll have to figure out this week in Indianapolis is, like, you know, does Kenny Pickett, like, when they they go through all these guys, Kenny Pickett, Matt Corral, uh, Malik Willis, Carson Strong, like Desmond Ritter, when they look through all these guys, they're going to have to sit there and go, where does Jalen rank, right? Like, so Jalen, as a total package, not just arms, like, where does he rank? Because if we're going to continue to develop, we're going to continue to develop somebody, like, who has the best tool set? And I don't know where I'd put Jalen in that class yet. Like, I'd probably put him one, honestly. Like, he's definitely not last. Oh, like, I would definitely ever- put him one, personally. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I would agree. You could probably can maybe convince me to one person over him, but I, I don't think he's not, like, three, four, five. So, and I think that's probably how the Eagles feel, but I don't think we should rule that, rule out them drafting a quarterback, like, by any stretch. I agree. I don't think it should be ruled I, I, out. Let, let, here's what I'll say. I think, I agree, you cannot rule it out, 100%, but... I think it's far more likely they draft a quarterback in the fourth round than in the first round, if you know what I mean. The Yes, I think the logic of your statement is correct. The only thing I would say is this quarterback class is already very bad, and there's just not a lot of them. So I, right, but I, I, yes, think, I, I think some of those round. guys will fall. Like I think my point is more that since the class is that bad, like I think the guys who go in the first round aren't going to be that different from the guys who go in the third round. And I think a few of those guys Probably. won't go higher because they're not good enough. So I don't know. But ultimately, I I I, re, I I agree with you. We cannot rule it out. And again, we can't like just take what these guys are saying as, as gospel and all that type of stuff. But I will be surprised if they take a quarterback in the first round. I really will be surprised. I would not be really surprised. I would like I, I would just be like, oh yeah. I mean, they took a quarterback. Like I, I would not qualify myself as surprised if they take a quarterback. Yeah, I will be. I will be, so we'll see. That'll yeah. be interesting. All right, what well, else? It'll be fun to record the pod that day. Oh, then. buddy, will it? I mean, I'll never you forget. You can say you're surprised. I'll say I wasn't. That'll be the pod. <laughs> Turn it off. And we're done. I mean, I'll never and forget the Jalen pod. I, I will never forget the Jalen pod. So Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, uh, what else from what Nick had to say? Obviously, less enthralling than Howie and less to kind of read into than Howie, but anything else? Yeah. And again, we'll get to the mini hoop, but anything else out there um, in the mini hoop? Two, two things. One, uh, Jason Kelsey, uh, you know, he said he doesn't know yet. I think Jason Kelsey is going to play. That's my opinion. I expect he's going to be back. Um, at this point, like, I know the Eagles say they don't have an answer. I would think that they have a pretty strong feeling one way or the other. Like, they have to attack their offseason to a certain extent, like, knowing. So I think they probably know. He made the joke about the keg again, so... Not just a joke. I mean, that. it made me think like he really did when he threw out the lower Marion beverage. Or he's like, well, giving, he's giving yeah. plugs to local distributors. I mean, come on. Well, here's my question: Do you think this is a second keg, or do you think this is the first keg? Well, I would hope it's a second. If if he didn't get the first one there till now, after he said it a month ago or whatever, it's like, come on, that's man. what I'm thinking. Pull it together, he, Nick. 
Yeah, he didn't say another though, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah, it's true. Um, it's true. My other takeaway was so last year. Real quick, uh, real he, quick, what kind of beer do you think you got him? So you don't think him specific. Is is he getting him, you know, Bud Light or is he getting him like no, a, a fancy well, beer, you know? I think there's only two options. Either he knows there's a beer that Jason Kelsey, like it could be Jason Kelsey really likes Bud Light. Right. right. So in which case right. he's getting him Bud Light. Right. But if he's doing this without having any information about what Jason Kelsey likes, I think he's getting him a top end like yeah, IPA. You got to, right? It's something something legit. Yeah. Something legit, legit. I agree. Yeah, you can't send like if you don't know he likes Bud Light, you have to send him a keg of natty like light. Be like, let's go, Jason. Beer pong right. time. But I will say I am terrible, like absolutely terrible at picking out drinks. Like whenever I go to buy like wine or beer or whatever i always call Kristen, and i'm like <laughs> just i'm like just tell me what to buy like I'm, I'm i'm not good at this like just tell me so i like that, so I that, that is not, that's not day. surprising to me at all yeah yeah um speaking really quick actually so i was out two nights ago and then and last night and i'm trying not to you know drink at night because it's like people are out and whatever blah blah, blah. so i was like i know what i'll do i'll get a a mixed drink, but just without the liquor, like, you know, like just like a, a nice <laughs> cup with like Funny. whatever. So I go up to the bar and what I meant to order was a club soda with lime. And I thought it would look like I was drinking like a gin and club or whatever. Yeah, sure. But right. But I was like, can I get tonic water and, and lime? <laughs> and, she, and she looked at me and she's like, are you sure? But at this point I'm stressing out. Cause I'm like, did I say something embarrassing? So I just decided to have confidence. And I'm so like, said, yes, yeah. I want. So you drank I some tonic, yes. huh? I drank straight tonic water. With it's not lime. great. And let me tell you. It's not great. Not great. Yeah. It's not <laughs> enjoyable experience. Yes. That's pretty funny, man. That's good. Um, so my other takeaway from Nick quickly was, I mean, a year ago at this time, we were still kind of in the pandemic. So when Nick first talked, he like there was no combine, right? And his kind of introduction to the league was his viral press conference where everyone made fun of him. And I think it's worth mentioning, like, from then to now, how different he is. Like, he stepped into a league event in front of reporters from all over the country, like, other coaches talking at the same time. And I think he handled himself really well. Like, I, I thought he looked confident. I thought he gave good answers. He didn't, like, give any answers that we're all going to make fun of. And I think it's just important to know, like, if we're going to make fun of him for his first one. He stepped into, in some ways, a much bigger stage today. And I thought he did a very good job of it. Yeah, I agree. I thought Nick was was very good. I think, you know, we've talked about that a lot, but he's gotten better and better at this. And, you know, he's affable. He seems likable, all that type of stuff. At the end there, he's, like, making sure the last reporter got their question answered, even though they're yeah. trying to pull him off the thing. Like, he's just a likable guy. Like, he just comes across as a likable guy. I think it comes through. And uh, I agree. Sixers hoodie on. Yeah, I mean the pandering is in full effect. I mean the dude just, just. And again, you know what? Back to what we've always said about him. You know, he's genuine. He is who he is, and it is, and it is what it is. And he's gonna, you know, do what he does. All right, let let's get to it because you know we've kind of belabored this long enough. Um, Last year was rocks paper scissors. You know, the entire world made fun of him. This year, Sam Howell, quarterback for for North Carolina. Those have worked out well in the NFL. Says the Eagles are, are doing a, a brought out a little mini hoop this year, and that that's their thing. Nick gets asked about it, of course. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts? <laughs> just just the right, floor so, is yours, buddy. So my first thought, as people listen to this pod, will not be surprised by, has to do with me personally. Oh, that and sounds. Right. I would just like to say, I am the first one that tweeted out the hoops thing, not the Sam Howe guy, right? Not oh! like I was the first one to tweet it out. <laughs> 
We're, Breaking I'm on the morning news. show this morning. Yeah, I'm on the morning show this morning, and they're they're bringing up Dave Zangaro's tweet. I love Dave Zangaro. I tweeted it before Dave Zangaro. Like, just want to put that out there. This is outrageous. Daryl Morey's quote tweeting somebody else. Like, whatever. I'm happy the story's out there. It's not about me, but it is about me, and I was the first person to put that out there. Regardless. Wow. I mean, like, this is this is devastating stuff for you, buddy. I mean, it is. This could have been. This could have been your moment or one of your moments. Well, because so I was at the first of all. My alarm went off at 7 a.m. And I was like, maybe I'll just sleep in until 9 and go to the second group of players. But then I was like, no, I'm going to be I'm going to be a big J. I'm going to get my credentials (laughs) and I'm going to I'm going to go to the 8 a.m. one. So I get there and this receiver whose name is Sky Moore, I think, is talking. And obviously, I don't know who he is, but he's like extremely dynamic. Like he might be my new draft crush. And so I asked him if he met with Eagles. (laughs) I asked if he I asked if he's Sky is a strong name. It is. My daughter um, is a I'm, big fan of Sky from Paw Patrol, Elliot. Mm, this puppy's got to fly. That's what she always says walking it, around her house. She'll, she has her wow. little Sky action figure. It's like, this puppy's got to fly because that's Sky's tagline. <laughs> that, so. would, that would be like, that sounds like me walking around the house saying the same phrase it's all day. It's pretty hilarious. Like, well, she says, she says all the, like, they all have catchphrases. Like, one is Marshall, and she's always like, I'm fired up. It's very cute. <laughs> it is, it's one of my favorite things going these days. Um, it does sound very cute. It's but, very so, cute. It's very cute. Anyone listening so who knows I, Paw Patrol, I'm sure, is appreciating this. The rest of you, I'm sorry. Yes. Um, so I asked Guy Moore, have you met with the Eagles, which is my favorite question that I'm brave enough to ask when nobody else is. Like, that's the most uh, important question. Uh, Everyone brave. Side brave is the it. word. I like that we're attaching brave to it because that's that's yeah. the right word. It's not bold. It, it's it's brave. It's brave. There's a lot of people standing around. Everyone's <laughs> trying to be a big J. I'm the one that's going to ask the question that people matter. And I can tell because after I ask it, then other people are like, oh, I've met with the Falcons, met with the Dolphins. Like, uh-huh. oh, now it's okay. Now, it's okay. I can do it. I didn't have the chutzpah to do it at yeah. first. But now that Elliot has opened the floodgates. The true yeah. brave man in this room has opened up the floodgates for us. I took, I take the bullets for people. You're right. Um, Braveheart. So, That's what I'm going to start calling you. There you go. So I asked Scott Moore <laughs> if he went with the Eagles, and he says it was the favorite meeting I've had because I shot free throws and I went five for five. So I like the free throw thing. I think it's cool. I think it's fun. Uh, Nick called it an icebreaker, which I think is mostly what it really is, like just a good way to kind of break the ice and make them feel comfortable. I think it's smart. Like we talk about emotional intelligence. Like if I went in for an interview and the first thing we did was shoot free throws, I would instantly feel much more like comfortable and be like, Oh, this guy is like a fun guy. Like this is a fun atmosphere I'm walking into and it would bring my guard down. So I think it's smart. And I think from a competitive standpoint, you know, maybe you learn something, but ultimately I just think it's like a good way to start the meeting. Yeah. I, so I think you make a great point there. I think from a competitive standpoint, it is meaningless in the sense that, and John Ritchie made this point in the air. And I think it was a really good point. It's that like, dude, these guys, these players are there knowing that you're meeting with these teams and they are gauging everything your competitiveness and that like no one's going to go into that room and not like take it seriously and not like play into their right. games on it. he's like he's like they're all going to so like i don't think you gauge competitiveness from it at all and i think that's a really fair point and i agree with it maybe you do maybe it's like the super hyper competitive guys you can kind of see it maybe who knows but i to your point because i thought it was kind of dumb like i don't really care especially after rocks paper scissor last year where you know, you know, it was such a big deal, and we all know it wasn't that big a deal. I think we've learned from our mistakes with this. Like, who cares, right? But I do think that, to your point, I think that's a really good way to look at it. The idea that you're 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 going to get a more 
open, more kind of off-guard version of someone because of the icebreaker, because they come in and they're like shooting hoops somewhere. Now, it could go the other way, and I think Sam Howell's an example of that, like at least from the way he talked. Like to him, he looked as like, this is stupid. Like you could tell. the yeah, way he was he's talk- off my draft board, first of all. <laughs> Two for five? Like, bro, yeah, you're was out. Have you you're watched his out. college highlights? No. He's a worse Jalen Hurts. He's uh, he's off my draft board, too. Like, so I'm he reminds gonna... me of a worse Baker Mayfield yeah. from, like, the clips he, I have seen. Yeah, I, yeah. he just yeah, – not a fan. Not a fan either way. But it – so I do think you run the risk of, of certain guys being like, this is dumb, like, you're not taking this seriously. And, that, and that, you know, I get that. But for me, I, I don't have a big problem with it. I don't – I'm not going to say I love it. I'm not going to say it's smart. I get, I get it. I don't know – Honestly, I think it's probably nothing in the end. I think it probably yields yeah. or means nothing. So I'm not going to get worked up over it. But I'm not going to be like, wow, it's genius. But I do think from your perspective, that idea that maybe you get certain people who come in, shoot the hoops, and kind of like a little more relaxed or a little more themselves or whatever, I think that's a really interesting angle on it. It's a good icebreaker. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's an icebreaker. That's for sure, you know, as opposed to, you know. Now, I'm, here's a question. Yes. If it's someone that they really like, comes in and makes like one of five like is it human nature not to be a little like Ugh. well i don't i don't think that i don't think they're gauging how many they make i think they're gauging the reaction to the making the miss right like i don't think they, they really they care it? if you go for five for five i think they care that you miss one you're like damn damn i missed it Ooh! like i think they're looking right. for that kind of reaction so i almost think if you go five for five it's like ah, oh, you know what are we learning about you we don't really see when you miss so i actually think yeah, they probably hope that someone misses <laughs> like so for as much as an icebreaker, imagine how tense it would be if he missed all five. Oh, it'd be tough. Like if it, if it's like, oh, ha, ha, like wow, yeah, it's tough. So anyway, like you know, like I feel like oh. you got to make at least three to like. So you want to be a professional a athlete, right? That's what we're doing here. Okay, cool, exactly. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I look, I, it's it's fine. I have I have no issues overall with it. All right, um, the combine, buddy. Anything else on Nick before we move on? No. Okay, combine. Let's talk. What's it like out there? You said you got some combine stories for us. Let's talk indie. What's it like out there, buddy? Give us give us some scoop. Yeah. So there's like two parts of the combine. And the best way I can describe it is eternal hope and then also like mostly devastation. Like so <laughs> What a dichotomy. Yeah. So the whole point, the whole thing that the combine is, and like reporters tweet this all the time, and it's like the whole thing is like everyone goes out at night, right? And like you kind of like, there's probably like seven bars within a mile radius that like people go to. And so you're constantly walking around being like, oh, is that, like, who's that? Is that guy? Like, who's this? Is that like, and like hoping somebody walks in. And so it kind of feels like these scouts and like agents and like, you know, coaches and all that must feel like what it feels like to be the most attractive person at a bar. Oh and yeah. Like, That's have, a great point. Everybody I... like wanting your attention and everybody like essentially hitting on you and like buying you drinks and stuff like that. So that's like kind of what the combine experiences is at night. It's walking around trying to meet up with people to get answers about things. And there's moments where you get them and that's like amazing. And then there's moments where, like, it's like when you hit on somebody to bar, it doesn't go well. And you're like, wow, I guess I'm apparently like the effing worst. Right. So like, I don't know what, what's what, that like. I don't know what that is. Well, I was going to say, we actually <laughs> had a commenter that asked if you were a ladies man before Emily, but, um, oh, buddy. yeah, I had some times. So, I mean, the thing though is I don't think the comedy is going to be back in India next year. I think it's going to move to like LA or Dallas or something like that. 
And I do think it'll be different then because those are major metropolitan cities. They're not, not everything's going to be really close to each other. And there will be a sad part of that. Like, it is fun to, you know, like walk around and you're like, oh, there's like whatever Eagles coach or, you know, there's, you know, the Bucks GM or whatever. Like, there is like a fun part of that. Sure. Um, yeah. So that's kind of what it is. Like, it's just people constantly walking around looking to try to get information. All right. So, so who are the most famous people you've seen out and about? I mean, it's tough because, like, first of all, the super uber famous people don't really go out at night. Like, whoever you consider the most. Like Belichick or someone. Yeah, like, yeah, Belichick. Belichick probably dines in, like, some underground hidden, like, (laughs) $5,000 bottle wine bar. Like, he's not at the bars that, like, the the common folk are are frequenting. Um, I honestly, like, trying to think of who I saw out. Like. Not really anybody of like big name stature, I would say. Oh, I guess Matt Rule. I saw Matt right. Rule out, but that's not. You talk yeah, Temple with Matt. Like Matt Rule. Oh, um, um. Hey Matt, Temple uh, grad right here, buddy. How you doing? I went to Temple. I went to Temple. Should have done that. Well, I think. Hey, I've my brother's at Temple right now, Matt. How's it going? So Matt Rule used to follow me on Twitter, and then one time I saw him out at Sips of all places, um, and I went up to him and I was like small talking with him, and I'm like. I'm like, when are you going to get a quarterback? And he unfollowed me the next day. No, 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 no. For real? I mean, like, yeah, he followed me and then he did not follow me after. (laughs) Oh my God, really? Yeah. So I don't introduce myself to Matt Rule anymore. Oh my God. I can't believe he unfollowed you after that. I mean, that is like, also, it's so blatant and in your face. It's like, you asked me this question and that got you unfollowed, loser. Like, that's yeah, tough, I mean, it might man. not have been exactly the next day, but it was like he followed me before that, and he unfollowed me. Wow, so, that rule! Not a fan of Elliott Short Parks. Who knew? Yeah, it's like get a quarterback, bro. Like, um, <laughs> trying to think. Don't bail on us I for mean, Baylor, Matt. Cool, thanks, buddy. Yeah, seriously. I mean, like, I saw Matthew Barry. Like, that's kind of oh, cool. that is kind of um, cool, Matt. I like Matthew Barry. I'm a fan. Yeah, there's no like celebrities out here. What is Matthew Barry doing there though? Like, what kind of fantasy information are you getting there, Matt? Like, come on. It's a good point. I mean, I don't know. Maybe like, where, no, yeah. you know, Malik. Yeah, well, it's um, probably like I can walk into a bar and everyone loves me. This is so cool. Just like, uh, you yeah. know, those other guys. It's like being the prettiest Dude, girl I at the was, party. If I was an important like agent or like head coach, I would just walk through and just be like, everybody, like here I am, like <laughs> five drinks. You're welcome, yeah. everyone. I have You're arrived. Welcome. My presence has arrived. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Me. It is me. Yes. I, you yes. Should, I think you would be good at that. I think that that's a role. I think that, that you, would be too. Yeah. Yeah. I think it plays into your strengths. Good. It does. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that's happened here of notes. Not really. Nothing well, I, at least that... I can say on the podcast. Really? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's good stuff. All right. We'll, we'll wrap up in a sec and, and get some final thoughts and anything else uh, from out there uh, leaning in. By the way, uh, sa- Saturday, uh, 1 to 3 on WIP. We're always on WIP. We are actually going to be live mm. at mm. Parks Casino on Saturday. How about yes, that, Elliot Shore Park? Making the fun. ride. People should come out. Yeah. Yes, come People out and see us. We will be there, out there, hanging out, doing our show live from Parks Casino. So if you're out on Saturday and you've ever wanted to come say hi to us, you can do that. Come hang out. Um, I'll all... be one day removed from the combine. Yeah, right Elliot's going to be in, in tip-top 
ready to ready to crush it. Yes, exactly. And I'm going to a concert Friday night. Look so. at you. Oh, coming fun. back concert show. It's it's a whirlwind for Elliot Shore Park. Yes. I love it. Life, um, the life of ESP. Yes. What what a, what a it's like a magical ride to be the life of ESP. It's like a most interesting man in the world. Yeah. Everyone keeps saying it's the the president of Ukraine. I agree with that, but I think you're probably second. Well, Probably second. There's some downsides to that. Yeah. Right well, most but, interesting. Yeah. Yes. It has nothing to do with the. You know, yes. 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 Um. Also. Um. And again. Um. In a minute, we'll get to final thoughts on stuff. But, but uh, our our sister station. You know, we work at WIP KYW. Everyone in the world knows KYW. It is is one of the all time great news stations. Um. And they've got an awesome new podcast. So if if you're from Philly or around Philly or looking for Philly news, and if you want a fully local podcast that is all about Philadelphia. There's only one place to go. It's Philadelphia's local news podcast. It's called the John Cast, a perfect mm. name, J-A-W-N Cast. Uh, I think they can't get more Philly than that. Uh, it's the, How is that name not taken? It's, I can't believe it. It's so perfect. I'm, I'm shocked that no one had come up with it before. Um, it's the John for your ears, Elliot. It's, the, it's your mm. ears' favorite John. How about that? Listen on the Odyssey app wherever you get your podcast. Um, and again, it's uh, it's covering all kinds of fun stuff going on in Philly from, of course, business news to weekend activities to anything and everything. Of course, today we just found out um, that the mask mandate is being lifted in Philly, so I'm sure they'll talk about that kind of stuff. Just anything and everything news-related in Philly, you can get it all with the John Cast from KYW. Check it out. I know my buddy, uh, my brother from another mother, Brian Seltzer, uh, has been on that before. So uh, shout-out to B Seltz and shout-out to all the people at KYW. Um, they do a great job. So check out the John cast. All right, E, uh, any other combine thoughts before we get uh, to final thoughts? Well, you mentioned the mask mandate, like there's no mask mandate out here. It is weird to like morph back into a year and a half ago. where like, it's not really a thing. Like yeah, that's kind of, that is, I bet weird. that's interesting. Yeah. Different, different yeah. world. Um, trying to think in my life, if there's any final thoughts, I mean, I've just been like learning about all these draft prospects and stuff. So, no, no real final thoughts, unfortunately. We are what? Like, uh, hold on. So it is March 2nd. So March 9th, we're like, what, four months from your wedding? Is that right? Getting there. It's getting yes, close, buddy. That's a good point. Yeah. Yes, that's a good point. Like, it's it's countdown I did, yeah. time. I know. I have to, it like, always seems really so have... far away until it's not far away. Well, so there's a few things I still have to do. And I know, I just know every time I think about them, I'm like, Elliot, you're pushing this too far off. And then Kristen's going to get mad that you haven't done it yet. Mm -hmm. And I know I need to do it. I need to get my suit and I need to um, get my groomsmen their suits. Yeah, so, you need to get on that. It's important stuff, Elliot. I do. I do. So I'll maybe maybe when I get back on Monday. Okay. Well, I get back on Friday, but I'll do it on Monday. Yeah, you're not going to do it on Friday. I mean, come on. Gotta, I know I'm not. It's, you got a I, concert. You got to go to the also, show on Saturday. We got all kinds of stuff going on. I, I do this thing in my web browser where I leave up a tab if I have to do something in it. So I've had the suit tab open in my browser, if I dude, kid you not, maybe three months. Dude, I do so I do the exact same thing. I do it with that and I do it with emails where I'll leave like an unopened email to myself to remind myself to do stuff. There are yeah. way better ways to do to remember to do stuff. It's just the only thing that works for me. And even then it doesn't work that great because I forget to do something. I was gonna say time. I'm not doing it, so it's not working that great. <laughs> It's my current plan. All right. Well, we're getting excited for that. I'm sure we'll have a lot of Elliot wedding content leading out to that. As uh, that'll be exciting stuff. Um, and again, free agency is two weeks away, which is pretty crazy. Um, all right. Uh, my final thought. Um, thank you to everyone who reached out about Millie. I got a, a few tweets, a few uh, calls on the radio show, and all that. 
she's doing good. She's crushing it. She's she's been really like getting better and better each day. So fingers crossed. Uh, really, really, really happy with where she's at. My dog, for those who don't know, who just tuned in. Yes, so, very yeah, happy to hear she's, that. She's she's doing well. I'm I'm uh, we're 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 on the pa- the road to recovery, as they say. Um, and Love uh, it. Saturday, one to three, come hang out with us. Seriously, we will be at Parks Casino, like. We love meeting people. It's like our thing. So yeah, we can do it now, right? We I mean, can do for it for a long time. Exactly. We can do it, so. Exactly. So um so coming out it'll be really, really cool. Um, Elliot, uh we more from India. What is it, one more day and you're coming back? Yes. Okay. So Correct. if anything happens, obviously back. we will be all over that as well. And again, Saturday one to three WIP. Uh, you can listen and, and coming out of parks, we'll be live from Parks Casino. So until then, he's I am James. We'll talk to you soon.